for you. The average chameleon can point their eyes in two different directions. On the other hand, the average human can't. So unless you're a chameleon, there's absolutely no way you can focus on texting and driving at the same time. So don't do it, unless you're a chameleon. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. What's the deal, y'all? What's the deal, y'all? Yo, next week I'm gonna have an intro because I just thought about it. And um, yeah, we're literally in the last trimester of school in my last quarter, and I still don't have a show intro. It's alright though, because y'all still tune in to hear me. You don't turn in to hear no intro. You know I'm not that professional. You know I had to intro with this with this celebration song. If you don't know this song, man, uh, you live under a rock. Uh, that's all I gotta say. But um, I feel like this song is like my whole childhood. Like, but more importantly, <coughs> excuse me. It, more importantly, baseball started yesterday. If y'all can see me right now, I have a huge smile on my face. I have an A's hat on my head. Um, Okay, so like I said, the Oakland Athletics, it is baseball season. The Oakland Athletics yesterday uh, spoiled an absolutely uh, marvelous performance by Shohei Otani. This was um, one of the best pitching performances I had watched. He, he only pitched six innings, but he struck out ten people. Uh, he only allowed two hits, um, and he walked three people. Uh, so control might not have been all the way there, but it was still marvelous from the best player in the league, uh, pitcher and hitter Shohei Otani. Uh, but as soon as he got taken out, uh, it was it was it was not the same the same sentiment towards the next pitcher. Um, the A's were able to score two runs uh, and 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 win the game last night. So congratulations to the A's for winning their first MLB game of the season, maybe their only game of the season. I'm just kidding, but uh, nah, it's always good to see the A's get a win because the A's are not the premier teams. You know what I'm saying? Not the biggest market. I think we might have one of the smallest uh, payrolls uh, overall, but. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay faithful to my A's until they move. You know what I'm saying? That's a whole other conversation for another day. I am from Oakland, California. I love my A's, but uh, the A's don't love the fans. You know what I'm saying? And the fans don't end up showing out because the, it's like it's like a cycle. You know, like the owners don't put anything into the team. The fans don't come out to watch a, a, a minor league team play. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, so it, it goes both ways. Um, it's not just on the A's fans. It's also on the is management, not management, but owners. You know what I'm saying? Um, if they're going to build a stadium, build a stadium. I think I might have discussed this before, but uh, the Oakland Athletics are, uh, like many teams in the past and, and right now, but I don't know too many others right now, who are looking for a new stadium. Um, and they have basically asked the city a million times um, for um, for money in order to build this stadium, but the owners are rich, so I don't understand why he can't pull that money out of his pocket. He's basically said that, uh, he's willing to give up some of the money if 
um, if 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 the city or the team or 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 taxes can pay for the rest of it, and I think that's a bit interesting. Like, how are you making the city pay for this? And that that's kind of what the Oakland A's fans are upset about, um, and especially some people that I'm close to as well. Like, uh, some of my relatives have really strong feelings about this. We've been saying let the A's go for years. Like, we don't care. It, it's the A's. Like, at the end of the day, the only. The only good things that the A's gave us were like playoff berths in the first game that just only dwindled our confidence like more and more. Like it made our confidence so minuscule for the next season because that's all we could produce. We never got out of, I don't even think the first round because I feel like we won a couple wildcard games, but that's neither here nor there. I'm still a loyal A's fan. Like I said, I got my A's hat on today. I'm happy. Uh, baseball season is back. Cubs baseball began yesterday as well. Um, I believe the Cubs got a win too. Marcus Stroman pitched a darling game, which uh, is extremely uncommon for him. Uh, I had a couple people text me, uh, Marcus Stroman for Cy Young? Marcus Stroman for Cy Young? Absolutely not. Please do not put that in, even though he might be one of the leading contenders right now because it's the second day of the season. But please, if you love your money, if you love your finances, please do not put in a bet for Marcus Stroman for Cy Young. Um, I know I said this before. This, okay, today's agenda, if y'all want to even know, today's agenda, I'm just going to be talking about basketball and baseball. Uh, it is not football season and baseball that started yesterday. So uh, that's, where, that's where my focus will be on this week. I heard a lot of crazy takes, a lot of interesting information coming out of the NBA this week. Just so much happened. Like once I had planned my entire show on, on Tuesday or Wednesday, I forget what day, I, I literally watched the Warriors game and I'm like, dude, I can do an entire episode just about the Warriors versus uh, Pelicans game. It was absolutely insane. Um, Draymond was acting the fool. There were a whole bunch of people acting the fool, but it was more It was more how the Warriors came back and won that game that blew my mind. And the craziest thing is, like, this, uh, the Pelicans stayed calm because they knew who the Warriors were. Like, even the, the Warriors, like, have been talking this year a lot more than they have in the past after this fourth championship. I, I'm not going to say whether it's, like, deserved or not. Like, they're professionals. They can do whatever they want. Like, they have four rings. Like like Draymond says, they have four rings. So they can do what they want. I'm not here to discuss that. But, like, they've definitely talking. They're talking more than they used to. That That's that's an apparent fact. Um, but uh, I think that I think that people, you can never count the Warriors out. No matter how bad they are, you can never count the Warriors out. Um, this season, maybe I'll say on the road, you might be able to count them out. But at home, nah, not happening. Um I know I said this is a radio show, but truth is, it is whatever I tell you it is. Um, nah, but truth is, I'm human, and uh, even though I have structured segments, I just be saying anything. Um, so I'm glad that you guys are here listening. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for tuning in every week, because I, I like I like having an audience. I like having that. Um, and for y'all who be texting me about my show, I really appreciate that, too, because it shows me y'all listening. Um, just out the blue. So I appreciate that. Appreciate all y'all support. Um and yeah, let's get into the rest of it. All right. So first of all, I want to preface this episode. Um, condolences to the Nashville uh, shooting victims, their families uh, the Nashville. This is ridiculous that I'm doing this almost every other week um, with this calm tone in my voice. And like just saying like like I'm reporting news almost, man, like. And but this is the thing that 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 is so like, all right, think about this, guys. And this is what you may have missed, all right, about about this Nashville tragedy that just took place. The person who was accused of the person who 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 did the act 
used a, a automatic rifle, right? The person who, who did the act was then, uh, the, they were, they were then intercepted by police. Police used the same weapon that the, that the suspect, the, uh, the killer used on them to, to, to put them out. So if we're thinking, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just food to food, food, food for thought, you know, like, um, you know, it, there are bad things. There's bad and good everywhere. There's, there's poor and rich everywhere. There's two sides to every coin y'all. Um, and so we got to think about that more, um, and not just labeling, uh, these 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 horrible acts that these people have done um we just have to think more about that so my condolences to those people and their families the three students three nine-year-old nine-year-old students if y'all got younger siblings or whatever like nah bro that's that's crazy and three uh i think ages 50 and above are faculty members of the school god bless um all right so uh so sorry to, to premise that uh, maybe should have said that first when I first came in, but I just wanted to make sure I said that before I got into my stuff, because as I always say, uh, whether it might not be my duty, I take it upon myself to, to really, uh, shed light on those things. Cause I feel like after that day, like the next day, there's something else trending, right? Like we forget about that stuff the next day. So condolences. Um, all right, y'all, there's a couple takes I got because, um, I just, like, whoa. All right, there's so much to talk about today. I'm going to start with NBA, um, and then I'm going to get into the MLB a little bit later. Uh, so the NBA, what's crazy, I've, I've said this before, the NBA uh, right now in 2023, like, and th this is how I'll premise it. When we were in high school and we were watching, like, hoop mixtapes on YouTube, all of those kids we thought were going to the NBA. Like, don't lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw Seventh Woods mixtape. You saw... Um, whoever's mixtape but like the best ones that we saw were like andrew wiggins um man i'm just missing them but like harry giles uh taco fall like we saw all these like mixtapes to the point like they're showing their highlights obviously it's youtube but Corey sanders that was like a huge name of mine that i loved watching and uh Dwayne bacon they both were in lakeland florida lakeland county florida um and they both like had NBA or I don't know if Corey had an NBA stint, but Dwayne Bacon had a couple NBA stints with the Hornets and a couple other teams. Um, so I hope you guys money and whatnot. But uh, we thought these kids were destined for the league, basically. And it's crazy to like Mac McClung, right? Like he was destined for the league going to be a star. like the way that they showed him on these mixtapes. You would only think that they were going to be stars. Um, I say that to say that the talent pool right now, like there's trainers everywhere there's access to gyms everywhere like it's not 1980 anymore like and this is a huge this is a crazy take that y'all probably not even going to agree with especially because we're in chicago but just like look at statistics look at like 40 point games look at like just mad things mad mad topics there are a lot of play i believe that there are a lot of players literally by skill wise like i think mj's a great winner but skill based there are plenty of players who play at the level of mj and like based on skill i'm i'm not saying that they could win like mj that they're as iconic as mj that whatever but the basketball skill there are so many people who have basketball skill right now there's plenty of teams that don't have any basketball skill and they're playing on g-league squads but 
at the same time, there are plenty of people who Bronny, like an example is Bronny James being considered like a four star recruit or three star recruit before the LeBron tweet and before the all American game, before all that, uh, basically, um, that that's basically what it like how is Bronny considered that and he's still doing the things that he does you know Mikey Williams like how is he considered such a low prospect if he's like the talent is is off the chart so I think that there's a lot of NBA players that are developed and not bred like who have the who have the ability to basically develop like um, and do their own thing and this happens sometimes when a team is really bad and they ha they find like a star talent right happens when somebody gets injured and like somebody else off the bench gets more minutes right that's another scenario where it happens where people see how great you are right and you have the chance to develop and and take bad shots and and learn from from playing the game right and uh there's probably a couple more situations but those are like the major two situations when your team is bad they just want a championship and they're trying to like build some young guys or somebody's injured and you get the chance to shine right we've seen it with cam thomas um and right now in my opinion we're seeing it with um jordan Poole at like a macro level um jordan Poole, basically right now last year in the playoffs we saw it because they kind of trusted but he also does his own thing out there like he does not even worry about the the steve kerr whatever you know I mean? he's taking half court threes and like he's, he's wilding out there so but at the same time they want him to do that because they see his level of skill when he plays disciplined um and they like once your game is honed it's like it's like bones highland like once you see the game can be honed down it's like they have the pure athletic raw skill but it's about translating that to the nba to, to the game that's played in the nba you know what i'm saying um and i think like a great example of this also is like Lamelo ball like he's on a team that um is not that great and he has a chance to make mistakes and like do flash like he has a chance to be himself uh, and i think that's really good for basketball players development uh, i feel like a person like um james wiseman for, for example who is behind a kevin looney who's somebody who's not an established center but somebody who they just started trusting that's not necessarily the best player to go behind jordan Poole, like being behind steph is like one of the best people that he can learn from think about it you know what i'm saying like steph is by some considered the best point guard of all time imagine having that having like steph as like your mentor as you're going through the league becoming a war like becoming an nba player you know what i'm saying like I don't think you could ask for a better teacher, right? Like, I don't think you could ask for a better, more experienced, and more, like, person who's been at every level of the game. Like, just, just crazy. I, I like, good for him, right? Um, but I say this like Steph with Jordan Poole, Trey Young, uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, who's having the ability to kind of do his own thing, and and he, uh, he was developed. Like he, he coming out of college, he doesn't necessarily look like he's gonna be the best player. You know what I'm saying? But playing alongside Luca and getting the chance to see like Luca's experience as heck like in the overseas games and uh, over here now like he's he was considered on the MVP ladder for a good part of this year like imagine just having a teacher who's that versed you know what I'm saying he's not behind anybody else um not to get playing time uh, another person who I love is Gary Payton the second on the Warriors he's not really I think he learns a lot from Andre Iguodala. Uh, Andre doesn't play a lot right now, but he's definitely a role model. He's like an OG on their squad, like Udonis is on the Heat. Um, Gary Payton II is, is, he also returned this week, and he got a great standing ovation from the fans. He just got off injury uh, back on the Warriors. Uh, glad to see him back out there on the floor. Um, this is my first year as a Warriors fan, as y'all know, even though I'm from the Bay. This is my first year as a Warriors fan. Uh, 
Um, it is beautiful to see, man. That that game, like, if you guys go watch, that's what you may have missed this week. If you guys go watch um, Warriors highlights, I think it was Wednesday or Tuesday, one of those games, whatever day the Warriors played against the Pelicans. Go watch the highlight. Honestly, like, go watch the full game, but nah, nobody got that kind of time. Go watch the highlights. Uh, they'll show all the antics too. Draymond got teed up. Uh, he was screaming. He, like, they literally almost fought like four different times. Draymond stepped on somebody's head. Like, there was a lot going on. Like, like a lot going on. Um, on it, like, honestly, it like it, it could have got out of hand but but luckily the uh pelicans are very calm and composed the pelicans are not the grizzlies i think i think if the warriors were talking that much to the grizzlies literally a fight might have broke out like go watch it I'm, I'm not even exaggerating um but the pelicans are super calm um jonas valanchunas uh, cj mccollum herb jones trey Murphy, like literally the calmest human being brandon ingram their team is like so calm you know what i'm saying like i don't think they could have escalated it if they wanted to um but at the same time that I watched that game, I also was thinking to myself um, about just, you know, like this personality. Everybody knows if you're following basketball right now, you understand like the personality and like vibe that Dylan Brooks has been giving to everyone. Everyone kind of has the same like rough idea about Dylan Brooks. Like they think that he's a dirty player. They think that he talks too much. Uh, he's not that great. Those are like the three arguments against Dylan Brooks. But I think that like Dylan Brooks isn't even that vocal. He just like responds to a lot of uh, people who say something about him. So like people say things about NBA players all day, but it's like what NBA players choose to react to basically. And he's a very reactive human being. I think he like wants to set, share his side of the story. He wants to stand up for himself. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but I think it, it's taken as like, uh, as like he's backing down or he's trying to be defensive as f for a lot of people like that. That's what they take it as. Uh, but it makes me think that what if, what if the Grizzlies are not the problem? Like, yeah, John Moran's wild, but like John Moran and Dylan Brooks are the only two people on the Grizzlies doing anything. The rest of them are super quiet. Like Jaron Jackson, Steven Adams, like Tyus Jones, uh, Desmond. They're super quiet. Like they're they're calm people. You know what I'm saying? So it makes me think if Draymond is the issue, if Draymond and Clay are the issue, because they're the only ones taunting and like. And then seeing them do it against the Pelicans was just kind of weird just because the Pelicans are so calm. Like I said, it's just like so strange to see that. Um, but yeah, so so that's that's what y'all might have missed. Go peep the uh, Warriors highlights from this week against the Pelicans. Um, go to full game highlights. Just YouTube it. Uh, I'm sure you can find it. Um, and then and then next, I kind of want to go into more of the West because uh, I don't know if I've said this on this show, but I have no real faith in the Eastern Conference. I think that especially since KD and Kyrie left, uh, the Eastern Conference is extremely weak for the ex with the exception of Philadelphia and Cavaliers. And I don't even think that they Cavaliers might have the strength to win the championship. But I don't think the, the uh, 76ers have a chance to win the championship. They have to trade Niang and get another like Niang is not a basketball player. I don't know, bro. That that's my take. Niang, George Niang, Georges Niang is not a basketball player. Um, irregardless of that, um, the Western Conference is absolutely stacked, and I want to know uh, what's going on in Dallas. Uh, for real, for real. Uh, Dallas is Dallas is. Um, it's like a poop show over there. You know what I'm saying? It's just uh, it's just not looking good. I would play a couple like Kyrie live videos where he's on live talking about. Like, he's got his sage, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to do what it is, what I need to do for Kyrie, you know, you know, like me, like Kyrie, like, I'm just going to be Kyrie, you know, 
it's getting annoying Kyrie you gotta you gotta do something on the court I'm like I'm like well not do something on the court because he's doing his part but it's like man he got he didn't get forced in that situation he he knew what he was doing and I expressed these concerns when he got traded and nobody wanted to listen to me because nobody wants to listen to Chi but that's okay uh because i'm gonna still say my piece you know what i'm saying but i said that nah there's not enough basketball to go around luca literally holds the ball for 70 percent of the possessions when he's in the game um for the whole shot clock and Kyrie does the same thing there's just simply not enough basketball and that's what happened with carmelo and the lakers last year and like how many times do i have to say it bro like i'm not a coach and i've never played basketball uh at anything higher than the junior varsity level but i could tell you that fact that there's not enough basketball like and this is and that's a fact because listen to this this is what uh darwin darvin ham was quoted saying uh this week regarding uh the minutes of rui hachimura uh, he says that there are quote not enough minutes to go around uh for everyone end quote uh discussing the newfound roles of jared vanderbilt um malik beasley uh and a couple more of their of their of their players austin reeves doing a great job lebron coming back you know what i'm saying like they're trying to get to the playoffs he says quote there's not enough room there's not enough minutes for everyone and i, I don't know about this comment like especially to the media um when Rui was when he got traded one of the top guys on that squad he's a great player he's like he plays for his squad he he, he he's attentive like he actually cares about playing the game of basketball uh, no matter what team it's for he just wants to win the game uh, and I like how he plays and I like his heart and I think that they had a great fit with him maybe they have a better fit now I haven't been watching too much of the Lakers recently but um I don't know I just feel like there's a better way to go about that um than to say because Rui's like sitting out whole games and it's like he literally started a couple weeks ago so it's it's just strange you know what I'm saying and like also it doesn't do well for your team uh like chemistry and stuff if um, first of all, if the people aren't playing like consistent minutes, secondly, like if they don't know when they're like, right, if they don't know when their minutes are, uh, if they're just playing like random minutes, uh, so they are not too prepared. And then, um, when you switch up like their role in the middle of whatever they're doing, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, unless those roles are like laid out in plain English, which I think we should be super transparent and I'm going to get more into transparency in the NBA in a second. But, um, I think that those conversations need to be held within and maybe those comments don't need to be said out loud because it just doesn't like facilitate anything like we've already seen one person get bullied out of la like whether y'all want to agree with it or not that's what happened bro like i'm not i'm not even gonna like try to give you points on why i think like y'all bullied russell out of la that's a fact like out of the laker locker room and into the same locker room for the clippers jokes jokes because they share the stadium but now nah, i'm saying like think about it right like y'all literally bullied russ out of a laker jersey y'all about to do the same like that it has the possibility to do the same thing to, i'm not saying Rui's on russell westbrook's level but it's just like la and like all the hot all the scene like i've been saying this before like i've been saying this since the first episode of this year man staples center is the club bro <laughs> like that's not a put like that's not a basketball arena that's literally the club you can find anywhere from a hundred million dollars in net worth courtside to a billion dollars in net worth courtside man that is like that's the spot people go to socialize that's not even like how do you focus how do you 
especially when your minutes are being changed. So I thought this was just like a bad move for him to say it. I'm not saying like he should play Rui or not, but I think it's a bad move as a coach to say that, like, and put that into the media and let that be the case. Like, I don't know. Um, all right, y'all. I'm going to get into a, a little uh, ad break really quick, and then I'll be right back. All right. Broadcasting live from our new state-of-the-art studio in downtown Chicago, it's Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Papa, why can't we telegraph while riding a horse? Son, there ain't no one to blame but Jeffro. He was riding old Betsy the Stallion, tip-tapping away at his telegraph, when blam, ran right into the side of the saloon. Well, if Jeffro can't do it, neither should you. Don't text and drive. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. Sports Flash, Monday through Thursday at 4 p.m. Bringing you everything sports. Only on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Halfway crook, scared to duck, scared to look, they shook. That's Fendi, man. I was playing it. This is the Queens, New York anthem, boy. Mob Deep. Man, y'all better get in tune, boy. Yo, I forgot to play my A's. Dude, I forgot to play this. I'm going to play it. Like, I'm done talking about it. I'm literally going to play it, y'all. Why is it not playing? Look at this. Center, and it's going to get down for a hit. Comes through and the A's take the lead with two of the eight. He has a couple of hits and a walk tonight, and he has the big hit here in the bottom of the eighth to give the A's the lead. Doesn't try to do any more than he needs to in that moment. Put the bat on the ball, good things happen. So the bases will be loaded here. The batter will be Ramon Laureano. Round ball up the middle. Redifo steps on the bag at second, throws to first, a double play. Ryan Tapera minimizes the damage the A's get two but could have had more big pitch here and he missed upstairs with another breaking ball so that is the tying run so one out to get it's Gio Urshela Phillips goes and the ball's hit high in the air to right laser at the warning track and that is the ball game so the A's pitching staff hangs in there tonight. They use four relievers after Kyle Muller, and the bullpen does a great job, and the A's score two in the bottom of the eighth, and they win it on opening night. So, yeah, that was just the A's winning uh, last night. <laughs> I didn't play it earlier. I don't, like, see, I can come so prepared and then still boof, but it's all right. Um, what's the deal? Welcome back, y'all. This is what you may have missed. Witchy on Fridays at 1 p.m. No bad. All right. This is another cr 
crazy thing I saw this week. This is uh, Stan Van Gundy, who uh, his brother often does. He does too, uh, but his brother is hilarious on the call of uh, NBA games. You guys might have heard. I forget what channel he's on, but it's like one of the weekly NBA games. Uh, he does it like every other week or every week. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, but Stan Van Gundy uh, was a coach in the NBA, and he coached on a number of teams, uh, notorious teams. He coached on the 2021 Pelicans. Um, I think that was, no, that was the year after COVID. Yeah. Uh, Lakers coach, Utah Jazz coach, Dallas Mavericks coach, Memphis Grizzlies coach, Memphis, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, excuse me, coach, Oklahoma City Thunder, and Denver Nuggets. His most recent being that Pelicans one, and now he's moved to the broadcasting side. But, uh, Stan Van Gunny's hilarious too, man. Um, and okay, we're still recording. I just be nervous, man. Uh, he released his, his like all the teams he's coached, like his all-time starting five, and I don't or like his yeah his all-time starting five, and it was just a strange starting five. So I just wanted to. And this is just like what he's coached, so it's not like he had the whole NBA to choose from. But like, just imagine a team of these people on it. Dwayne Wade, Dwight Howard, Zion Williamson, Richard Lewis, Hito Turkaloo, and then his sixth man was Jameer Nelson. And I really don't have nothing to say to that. Um, yeah, I mean, those are the players he coached. So, like, that was just his POV. He probably saw some crazy stuff from Jameer. He's probably really impressed because he's a smaller guard and stuff. Um, but then I wanted to uh, I wanted to give you all my starting five, my all-time starting five all-time starting five and i get a six man at the one i'm going steph at the two i'm going magic at the three i'm going lebron at the four i'm going tim duncan at the five i'm going hakeem olajuwon and then my six man is kobe bryant and y'all saying where's jordan where's jordan where's jordan where's jordan where's jordan man jordan is not on this list bro jordan is on my all-time list of baseball players, and no, I'm just playing. I, yeah, bro, like, I'm a Jordan fan, but nah, like, I'm, I'm honestly a D-Wade fan more than I'm a Jordan fan, bro. Like, I just have never, he's cool and all, but, like, he had pieces around him, man. He had, and, like, after watching The Last Dance, like, it made me really think. Like, you know what I'm saying? I had to be, like, I had to be, like, uh, kind and, like, and, like, think about, like, all right, maybe the other players, but nah, Jordan, nah, nah. Nah, he had a lot of players around him. Uh, he's the greatest winner and, like, gambler. But, like, I don't know, bro. Because I feel like since he was such a notorious gambler, what if he just, like, bet on himself, like, so hard? And he was just like, I'm not losing this bet to whoever I made the bet with. Like, I got to go out there and get dubs. But, uh, all right, something else I wanted to, I wanted to uh, touch on was that I touched on last week was Kevin Garnett um, being a great person who, uh, like, speaks on his pod, like, a great speaker. And he's a former player, and I, I really like the way that he talks about the NBA. Um, and we get, like, a real view of the NBA. And, and it, I don't know, it's just a little refreshing and stuff. I think it's really transparent. Um, and that's the thing that I wanted to talk about earlier, was that even though I'm not too, like, impressed by the players, current players' podcasts, like Pat Bev and all that, like, that's just my opinion. Um, but I think that it also brings a great, like like I said, always. This is like one of my favorite sayings, y'all. There's two sides to every coin. And it's Fendi facts. Like when I tell y'all there's two sides to every coin, you got to look at it and, and like understand it in your life. Like, like seriously, you have to understand that because 
when things get so good like imagine like you always got to be prepared you know what i'm saying and then when things get bad they can't get too bad because it's got to get good in the end you know what i'm saying like if it's not good we're not at the end yet you know what i'm saying like you know what i'm saying all right but so kg they talked about um how players are kind of transcending their careers and converting themselves and and uh, like it got me thinking because there have been so many players who like no matter the sport they found another way to do it like whether it's switching positions in baseball it happens a lot you see outfielders or in or third baseman switch to first base or uh catcher switch to first base or um outfielders switch to dh or first baseman switch to dh and uh, so they can still contribute to their squad you know what i'm saying i think that that's great for them um and, and, it's, and it's nice because they get to basically extend their careers but it also happens in basketball a lot uh, and i think it kind of goes um underappreciated uh for lack of a better word but think about things like think about some of the oldest players in the league right now think about pj tucker think about uh braun obviously but it's he's kind of an anomaly um like he's kind of a a diamond in the in the haystack like you're not gonna find too many lebrons who can just dominate the same way for 20 years right but there are still um like i want to say like thaddeus young and like joe johnson even when he was still playing vince carter who had the longest nba career ever um like these players were able to adapt like whether they weren't still as super athletic they were able to shoot the three like they were able to change their games and so kg and paul pierce were talking about this it has a little bit of uh explicitity in it and i was not able to cut that out but bear with me uh, i'm gonna play this kg clip uh, talking with paul pierce for y'all Mm-hmm. Brooke Lopez too, bro. Brooke Lopez look like he get, he playing for a new contract or something. Brooke like he up or something. What? You, huh? He look good though, Pete. I'm gonna tell you something. Brooke Lopez might win defensive player no, of the year he's too. He's done. Nobody has extended their career and adjusted Fuck, to the new word, NBA more than him. Word. Right? He's had like two careers in this motherfucker. Yeah, he had two careers. Like he he's had like a whole, a whole career. He, he a whole different player. He's adjusted to Facts. the new era. Facts. Nobody has done more to Facts. adjust to this era Facts. than him, right? Facts, yeah. I knew he could shoot, and I knew he had a three ball. Remember he, he played the Lakers. He was strictly inside, right hand, right hand, right. That's it. Block shots. I mean, he all over the place now. He, yeah. he Shout up. to Logan, man. That's our guy, man. That's my guy. Great like, guy too, man. Great <laughs> teammate, man. Man, one of the best people you you can ever meet, man. Comes from yeah. a dope family, man. He, Brooke Lopez, yeah, man. That's my guy. One of my favorites, man. Shout out to Logan. We call him Logan because he looked like the Wolverine nigga <laughs> when he ain't shaved and shit. You know. Yeah, that was that was KG talking about uh, Brooke Lopez and how he's kind of evolved his career from just being that normal center to more of like a, um, to more of to more of like a, what's the term like like a like a just a multi-dimensional player. I'll just say. Uh, he's able to shoot he's able, like he's able to do crazy amounts of things for his team but i think it was also Giannis. just like um why is people calling me from columbia south carolina man interrupting my mob deep that is crazy um back to the mob deep um yeah just good for him you know what i'm saying like he's getting his bread obviously he got his ring right i think he won a ring with Giannis. um but it's just fendi facts like he's adjusted to the new era nobody has Paul Pierce says nobody has adjusted more into playing in this era than him. And I like, you don't have to look too far to find another one. Like, think about this. Think about Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday might be to some. Um, hold on one second. 
Drew Holiday uh might be considered to some as like wasn't able to shoot or was like had some holes in his game, but I think that he cleared those up and extended his career. He was like, in my opinion, on the Pelicans and 76ers, he was at best like a above average point guard, but I don't think he was anything to like gawk at. And he's in like a late in his career, and he's one of the best point guards right now. And I think that of course you can attribute some of this to Giannis and his teammates, like making him better. Everybody makes everybody better over there in Milwaukee. They're winners, as y'all know. Um, even people like Grace Nowen, who had a crazy poster last night against uh, Nwora, Isaac, Isaac Nwora, I want, Nakora, I want to say. Uh, don't quote me on that. But, uh, yeah, I think that these, like, players, like, he must have learned from Brooke because, like, man, I just, God bless, man. Um, Lopez is a- averaged 18.7 rebounds uh, and 1.7 blocks uh, in his ninth season with Brooklyn um, and his three-point shooting uh, started to become more efficient over there um, into what it is today and so basically in the 2016-2017 he shot about 35% um, this season in an in a quote-unquote downgraded role because they still have Bobby Portis the Bucks are one of the deepest teams uh, this season he's averaging 15 and a half he's shooting 52 and a half percent six and a half rebounds two and a half blocks and a defensive rating of 106.9 i couldn't tell you what that means but i'm sure it's high because it's over 100 uh lopez is a crazy defensive presence down low down low um and opponents under the rim like next to him are shooting 50 percent uh i yeah good for him again uh in other news rj hampton of the magic says that he uh i wish there was a video for this but it's just a twitter quote he says that he has burner accounts on IG, TikTok, and Twitter. Uh, he's quoted saying, I don't care who, who I don't care. Who else going to defend me if I don't defend myself, end quote. Um, and the other players have been known to have a couple burner accounts where they uh, interact with fans and, like, stand up for themselves to haters in the comments and stuff like that, like KD. Um, man, I'm not going to lie to you. I did not think nothing of this. Man, I got burner accounts. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about? I got burner accounts. I'm not even no athlete. Like, just because I want to, like, get a different POV. Y'all, you guys need to understand, like, I'm a Pratt major. I've expressed this to y'all before, PR and advertising. Yo, they are trying to hack our brains, yo. Like, like, bro, I mean this in, like, the most real way possible. I'm not talking about no conspiracy. Like, your For You page is tailored to you, bro. Like, you're only going to see content that Instagram thinks you'll like. They're not going to show you content that they don't think you'll like get a burner account get a couple burner accounts where you literally put in different interests so you get different information every day it's not like sly or like it's a it's an account like who cares you know what I'm saying? like if you don't want to interact with nobody you don't have to but just see a more point of view see a different audience and the people that are in your following and your followers every single day like i'm serious this is like a key you might see like you might start getting news because you don't even like you know what i'm saying like make up this is a word of advice from chi go make a burner account with a profile that is completely opposite to what you not you don't have to post any content i'm just saying like all the interests that you can choose on the twitter thing and like the people to follow like follow randoms and then they'll start feeding you random information like and th- this is just another way for you to get more media literate more like aware of other things than just your inner circle that you care about and allows you to 
have knowledge on a wider variety of topics there's no negative that can come from having a on there are but you know what i'm saying uh so these comments good for him uh, i'm glad that he's uh standing up for himself i hope he uses the burner to educate himself too because it's great uh to get a new audience um all right y'all i'm getting into the finale i'm getting into my finale you know what? i'm gonna take a break i'm gonna come back because y'all not even ready y'all not even ready all right i'll be right back Drew's curling right side. Drills the jumper. See what Drew does. He looks like he wants to shoot. I was kind of hoping he would pull up there and one. Floater was wet. Drew's loose. Curl three. three. Bang. You know it. My goodness. Drew's on the other end gets it to fall and one. Now off top, he's got a double team. Now it's just Figueroa on him. Nice oh, move. Quick wow. move. Out of oh control. Oh my goodness. Wow, he was out of control. He finished off glass. That is a new career high for Max Drews. He had 34 earlier this year. He's got 35 now. You're listening to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demon. Yo, welcome back, y'all. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. back. What you may have missed, ending. Got cut off. Got to do the ending. Good. Nah, I'm just playing, but. Yeah, a little technical difficulties. All right. Stuff happens. Life happens. My fault. I'm getting my headphones on. Um, This is just the last thing I had. All right, so the MLB uh recently released their their uh top 10 players. Um. And I don't know, like, it just didn't sit right with me. Uh, I liked it, but I just feel like, uh, like, I like most of the players on there, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't know about one or two of them, maybe, I guess. Uh, one, really one. It's just Mike Trout. Uh, so the, here's their top 10. Number one, Shohei. Number two, Mike Trout. Number three, Aaron Judge. Number four, Manny Machado, number five, Freddie Freeman, number six, Juan Soto, number seven, Julio Rodriguez, number eight, Trey Turner, number nine, Mookie Betts, and number 10, Nolan Arenado. Um, yeah, I like this list. I think it's it's adequate. Uh, it represents the league, except for the Mike Trout. Uh, as well, as, uh, even though he did hit 40 home runs last year, I don't know. Like, it's just something about the Angels, man, and not being able to produce that I just, like, don't understand. He had 89 RBIs last year, which was not a small number by any means um but it wasn't like a league leading number so that's the only reason why i have that kind of i think he's still a great athlete but i think he just hasn't proven that he could lead a team you know what i'm saying like the way that aaron judge is able to but it's all right uh also this news came out this week that shohei well uh obviously shohei's gonna be a free agent in 2024 expiring with his his original contract with the uh, los angeles angels but uh he has a few te- like obviously he can go anywhere he's a free agent but uh there's like the public has kind of went into their speculations of where he's going to go and so right now the highest percentage of the public thinks 27 percent thinks he's going to go to the dodgers eight uh, percent think the mariners eight percent think back to the angels another team is 19 percent the mets 18 percent of people think he'll go to the mets five percent of people think he'll go to the cubs and 12 percent of people think he'll go to the giants uh 
personally, I think he'll stay on the West Coast. So uh, I don't think he'll stay with the Angels, Angels or go to the Dodgers just because the Dodgers like already have the, so many people on their squad. And I don't even think they have money to pay him. Uh, he's definitely going to get probably the highest contract of all time when he signs in 2024. Uh, I think he either goes to the Mariners um, or the Giants out of this list. Uh, I haven't really thought about other teams, but I think he'll stay on the West Coast. He's from Japan. Uh, I don't think he necessarily wants to live in, like, cold weather, you know what I'm saying? Like, But we'll see. I, I think he'll stay on the West Coast, though. And then I just wanted to close out with uh, a little bit of my starting nine with uh, with, with five pitchers. Um, so we saw the what what the league gave. Obviously, that wasn't, like, a, a nine-player team, right? Um, there's two first basemen on there. Uh, Juan Soto, there's... One, two, three, four, five outfielders on here. Um, so it wasn't like a starting nine or anything. But here, here's my starting nine. Left field, Ricky Henderson. Right field, Shohei. So he can hit, he can do whatever, all right? Center field, Willie Mays. Designated hitter, not picking Ted Williams' race itself. But I'll go with David Ortiz. And then first base, I'm going to go Prime Pujols. Second base, I'm going to go Jackie Robb. Shortstop, I'm going to go Cal Ripken just so I don't miss any games. And then third base, I'm going to go Wade Boggs. The man can hit. The man can eat. The man can drink. Y'all know that. Y'all know the story about Wade Boggs. Then my catcher is going to be Mike Piazza. Uh, and this is kind of interesting because I don't think Mike Piazza gets like that much recognition. What did I just see outside? Yo, whoa. Okay. God bless. Um, Mike Piazza is actually the all-time leader in uh, catcher home runs. Uh, with 427 and he has a career OPS of 922 this is insane um and he's just one of seven catchers with at least 3,000 at bats uh and an average of 300 like career so that's insanity I don't know I, there's not many players who are doing that let alone catchers who are who are on their on their knees all game so yeah I'm definitely picking up Piazza it's super reliable uh and then my starting five pitchers opening day is going to be Pedro Martinez uh Second day, Tom Glavin. Third, Satchel Page from the Negro League. King Felix Hernandez. And then Randy Johnson. The unit, the big unit. Yeah, that's, that's my starting five. And it's going to be managed by Dusty Baker. Y'all know the deal. But thank y'all for tuning in. If you're catching just this ending and you're like, what is going on? I got cut off earlier. It's all right, though. I had to come back to school to get my computer. I wouldn't have closed out, but I had to come back to get my computer. So uh, I just decided to record the ending. Uh, but thank y'all for tuning in again. This has been another episode of What You May Have Missed. Y'all know the deal. This is Chi on the ones, twos, and threes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, enjoy y'all weekend, y'all. Be safe. <laughs>